everybody. Welcome to The Bottom Line with Bob and Kendall Ehrlich. For these snowy, wintry days, please get from Amazon your original, unconventional, and inconvenient Donald J. Trump and his mega movement by Governor Bob Ehrlich sitting to my left. And this will make you feel good, warm. You'll think you're in Florida. <laughs> and you- <laughs> So make sure you get it. And didn't you say a few months ago, if you're sitting by the pool and it's 85 degrees, it's a perfect book <laughs> well, too. It's, a, it's an all-season type of book. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, dear. All so seasons. make sure you get that. And if you want to go for a nice, cozy dinner, please get over to Masoni's Restaurant. It's off of Bel Air Road, 8833 Bel Air Road. and Terrific uh, place. It's a great place, so go have a fabulously warm, cozy meal. Highly recommended by the Ehrlichs. And please, if you go to Missoni's, tell them you heard how great their restaurant was on the Ehrlich podcast. It may get you a discount. Who knows? Bottom line with Bob and Kendall Ehrlich. It may get you a free book. <laughs> Before we get to our topic of the day, just a brief, brief few words concerning what occurred yesterday on Capitol Hill with regard to the uh, anniversary of January 6th. Uh, January 6th marked a year since the riot on Capitol Hill. I believe riot, babe, is the correct term, the appropriate term. What a couple hundred people did that day, the invasion of the United States Capitol made us sick. We love that building. We have personally conducted many dozens of tours uh, throughout that building during my tenure in Congress. We celebrate that building. It was certainly a terrible day and terrible what those folks did, and and there were criminals. Uh, However, it was not 9-11. It was not Pearl Harbor. Just another, in our view, example of the hyperbole, the -the over-the-top rhetoric with regard to what the modern left typically does. I'll leave it at that, babe. There's a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah, a lot of unanswered questions. But one thing is for sure, despite the unanswered questions, the left, the progressive left, will certainly use the fact a couple hundred people decided to riot that day to their political advantage, and they'll continue to use it until it doesn't work anymore. So get used to it. Last week, we did 10 wishes for the new year. This week, we're doing 10 predictions for the new year. I think we hit the optimistic tone you've been striving for last show. We did. We did. Right? Almost. <laughs> we have to we're be pragmatic there. here. Realistic, all right? That's, that's what you always say It's not a feel-good show. Me. It's not a feel-good show. It's a this is what's happening show. So with regard to our 10 predictions for the year 2022, number one, the virus Divided we stand, will get worse. This is not an optimistic one. The cultural divide continues. The mask up, the lockdown, the be fearful front from the left versus the learn to live with it, learn to live your life, learn to get back to semi-normalcy or, in fact, permanent normalcy. Let's just say, though, that I, I... I think it is going to get a little worse, but I think it's going to get worse through the winter. As the seasons change, I think it's going to get better, and people are not going to want to put up with this again. Let's just look at the facts right now. In the winter, when we're doing this, there were a million cases a day this past week, and people are testing, testing, testing. Had they not tested, they probably wouldn't have known they had the virus. If they're asymptomatic. If they're asymptomatic, we know there are serious cases with this, but 
we also know that those numbers are very low, particularly with those people that have been vaccinated and much of America has been vaccinated. So I think that people are tired of all of this. I think, and you'll notice that Dr. Fauci is less and less on TV because everybody's had their fill of him. So I actually think that by summertime that we will really be sort of rid of this. Now, I will divide the question here because you said we, and I disagree because the left in America appears to be connected to this whole deal. The teachers union Chicago, as you know, out these days, the mask up, booster, booster, boosters, the whole nine yards, even with regard to populations that are not at risk. So I will, again, repeat this is divided we stand right now. Okay, it's but a the very more the left pushes, country. the more people are tired of it. That's what I think. That's what my prediction is. Certainly our is. folks are from the right, but we'll see. Remember, this pandemic fear campaign worked in the last presidential election. Again, the left will continue to utilize it as long as it works. Two. Resist. <laughs> parent outbreaks continue. Don't we love it? Diverse groups of parents, and that word really needs to be it's overused and typically in woke terms most of the time at least, but diverse can be very healthy as well. And in this case, diverse means black parents, white parents, Democrat parents, wealthy, Republican parents, poor, poor parents, wealthy parents, rural parents, urban parents, all parents. Most parents want their kids to be taught in school. They want their kids taught skills. They want their, taught, their kids taught critical thinking skills. They do not want their kids indoctrinated in the nation's public schools. And this local issue is making local officials very nervous because they know that parents are now paying attention. And so it's going to be very interesting in these down-ballot races in 2022. What I particularly like is the leading role minority parents are playing in this campaign. Absolutely. Knowing they'll be called racist, knowing they'll be called white supremacists, knowing the Twitter mob will People be out there doing their thing. I hope they've had enough of that nonsense. Uh, parents will continue to organize against woke school boards. The momentum will build and should Republicans gain control of one or both chambers in the midterm elections. Momentum will build even more. That's great. Keep fighting. Three. We talked about this off air the other day. Energy costs, inflation, cost of living, all spiking. Economic issues dominate what economic issues dominate. It, it sounds redundant, but I said it for a reason. It's the economy, stupid. When... America's working class, America's lower middle class, America's middle class, America's upper middle class, when they're feeling the heat from a down economy or inflation or something ill with respect to what's going on in the, in the, in, in the United States of America, they tend to vote the incumbents out. This is a major issue, will be a major issue in the midterms. Again, it's the economy, stupid. There are we lots have the of heaviest inflation in the last 40 years mm -hmm. right now. Inflation is, as we said many times, the meanest tax on the poor you can think of. I was just going to say there are a lot of expert articles out there right now saying this is the worst inflation in 40 years, definitely. Yep. And that the more money that's pumped in, the worse it gets, the 
the terrible jobs numbers uh, assist all of those indicators, if you will. And I think that it's it's only going to get worse before it gets better. That's for sure. The terrible jobs numbers are fascinating because the jobs are out there. I know. So uh, again, just getting back to one of our favorite issues, Keystone Pipeline would have carried 830,000 barrels of oil from Canada to the U.S. daily. It would have accounted for 26,000 jobs over 10,000 of which were construction jobs. Highly paid, blue-collar union jobs. Kaput. I don't Day get one. It. Day one. Okay. Number four. Progressive remedies not only fail, but will be used against Democrats in the midterms. Now, think about this. What have been the major storylines coming from the progressive left? The Biden administration, leaders in Congress, both chambers. Abolish Electoral College. Abolish the filibuster, particularly hot right now. Pack the Supreme Court. Federalize state and local elections. Do away with qualified immunity for police. Decriminalize crime, Soros prosecutors. All of these have been major policy initiatives pushed by the Biden administration, pushed by congressional Democrats. None poll very well. None represent the majority views of Republicans, certainly, but I would also argue Democrats in the country, yet they will be on the ballot come November 2022. I think that certainly the crime issue, along with the economy, it's going to be very hard to distinguish one and two or or whether it's the economy first or crime, because both of those affect the American family. And I'll tell you, moms for both of those issues are going to be very strongly protecting their family. That's for sure. But those are traditional issues, the economy, crime, quality of life issues. But these are procedural. This is, these are, these are things we haven't discussed. These are abolish the filibuster, abolish the electoral college, pack the Supreme Court, federalize our elections. These are procedural substantive changes that are way beyond the pale. They are, but they're going to have to be explained. What people, people, regular people see are the issues regarding the crime and the decriminalization and uh, woke prosecutors that aren't doing their job and generally feeling unsafe where they live. And if you can't afford to move to that safe state, then, of course, you are really going to be paying attention to what those people say. And I think that that is an incredibly important as, as we go forward. Again, wokeness going too far on all of these, whether they're the procedural aspects or whether it is how uh, – Police in your neighborhood are being treated by these terrible prosecutors. Well, none of these particular initiatives poll very well. They do not represent majority views with respect to the American people. They are minority views, in fact. So once again, going too far. Minority views pushed by the far left. They will not play well in the midterm elections. Those purple seat Democrats who we sometimes forget ran as moderates in 2018 got a pass with regard to the presidential election cycle, because so much anti-Trump rhetoric was out there. They now have voted for Build Back Better. Some have actually come out for these procedural initiatives. They're going to be at risk in our view. Number five, pressure builds to save women's athletics. Martina Natrova, you saw Chris Evert, Nancy Hogshead-Maker, uh, a Olympic US, swimmer. Olympic swimmer. They came out uh, strongly last week. 
just not fair with regard to what's happening at the University of Pennsylvania and women's sports in general. Obviously, we're talking about the trans athlete issue in women's sports. Uh, hormones, hormone treatments for six months or a year uh, do not a, a female make, is, Nancy, is what they're saying. Nancy Maker said, you know, in her day, it was going against that East German that was doping. Yes. And now it's yes. going against males that are pretending transitioning. to be transitioning to be women. Listen, if someone fully completes a transition, it's, it's in my view, a different issue. But what's happening at Penn Maybe, these days... Maybe, but you have to yeah, really follow that's, that's that enough, That's a different issue, right. What's happening now is just simply waking up one day or taking a few treatments and pretending you're a member of the other sex and competing against, in this case, uh, other women, girls... Uh, is unfair. It's competitively unfair. We're an athletic family. We love women's sports. Uh, we like watching women's lacrosse. I watch women's golf regularly. You know that. This is simply not fair. Well, if it continues this way, it can completely destroy women's athletics. Well, it's certainly going to destroy the uh, our the typical 17-year-old cross-country girl, tennis girl, lacrosse, whatever sport you want to name. Just athlete out there hoping to get a scholarship, hoping to compete in college, or just the regular kid who just wants to compete in high school. It's it's just it's a tough issue for the left is what it is because it splits some feminists from trans advocates. So politically, it's, it's a very dangerous issue for many Democrats in this country. But uh, kudos to these professional women athletes coming out and really just talking common sense. Six, interesting issue here. We talked about this privately well, the other night. Reshoring increases as supply chain issues and military issues spur more American jobs, bringing jobs back to American shores, bringing jobs back to America. So we're not so reliant on that on those supply chain issues. Yeah. Another positive thought for the new year, supply chains controlled by your enemies, supply chains controlled by those who do not have your best interest at heart is a disaster waiting to happen. Whether you're talking about military equipment, whether you're talking about medicines, whatever you're talking about, it doesn't matter. This is really a bipartisan issue that should not be a partisan issue. It should not be a philosophical issue. It should be an American issue. No one should have a problem with this. This is reassuring, bringing American jobs back as a function of American national security. Not complicated. Especially after the COVID year. We should really recognize that. And all the supply chain issues that are happening right in front of us so that we actually really have much better understanding of that. Again, getting back to what moms are thinking in the American family and the ability to be able to get what they need for their family uh, shouldn't be reliant on an overseas supply chain. And I'll tell you what we should have a much better idea about is China's intent. Exactly. <laughs> Given what China's doing in the world these days. Next. And certainly our pharmaceuticals shouldn't be done by China yeah. after we've had this COVID. Shouldn't be captive to China, in fact. Number seven, the left's and some of the establishment's attempt to conflate anti-Asian racism with the West's push against the malicious regime in Beijing will fail. Now, babe, this is just crazy. You have members of Congress who conflate people who hate Asians or uh, anti-Asian hates the function of COVID-19 or whatever, just racist, right? That sort of racist thought with the West and America's push against what's going on in China today. 
and think about what's going on with respect to this particular totalitarian regime. Hong Kong, the latest crackdowns, the Uyghur internment camps, genocide, COVID-19, the cover-up, saber rattling the South, uh, South China Sea in Taiwan, continuous IP theft over the past decades, a few decades, the social media cyber campaigns against the U.S. and the West. This should not be a hard one. Adults, college kids, high school kids, junior high school, middle school kids should be able to distinguish between one from the other. Well, certainly the media is not covering any of those Asian stories that are impacting um, civil rights and other issues that are important to Americans. So it's, it's interesting that without them pushing that, that people have to become informed of them, that's for sure. And, and listen, the progressive re- left always goes to racism, so that's what they're going to do with this issue like they do with every other issue. People are getting tired of it. They hear it over and over again, so it's starting to mean nothing. Yeah, it's a little boy cry wolf. Yep, Absolutely. Little boy cry wolf too much, and no one paid attention after a while. Eight, the blue state exodus accelerates. It continues. The hemorrhage of people leaving blue states to red states continues. Now, let's be fair. One reason is the weather. <laughs> Typically in the south and west. Particularly this time of January, year. <laughs> it's warmer. After our second snowstorm here in Maryland. But. Add on to the pile, state tax burdens. Part of being a blue state means you pay higher taxes. Lockdowns, mask mandates, all the executive mandates we see from blue state governors and executives. Despite the evidence being, particularly with regard to masks, not very effective, especially cloth Large masks. historic cities with huge crime rates. Anti- the anti-business reputations well-earned of these blue venues and these blue jurisdictions and these blue states not getting any better. So, interesting. I read this in the New York Post. United Van Lines does an annual survey. <laughs> and it's one metric. It's really interesting. And it's a metric you can't fool with. With regard to all of their customers, who's moving into the state, who's moving out of the state. <laughs> it's one metric. Let me guess. <laughs> Which states had the most moving out? I know New York's one. New Jersey, Connecticut are three of the five steepest loss states. In New Jersey, 70% of the customers, United Van Lines, are leaving. 30% are coming in. I didn't get the other numbers for for the states, but the story says it all. And how interesting, of course, under Build Back Better, the Democrats are trying to uh, restore the blue state tax cut for the wealthy, of course. So... Again, this is a element of potential realignment. We've talked about this before. You now have this migration of not just Republicans, but in many cases they're blue states. These are blue state Democrats leaving, going to the Nevadas of the world and the Texases of the world and the South Carolinas of the world and the Floridas of the world. Will they bring their blue state politics with them, their blue values with them, or will they get it and understand why they've left? Will they accommodate themselves? Will they grow into the middle or middle right in their new venue? We sure hope so. We sure hope so. We sure hope so, but you know what? You just, you You never know. You you don't know the answer to that, really. You don't know. Yeah, you We don't know that. Number nine, this is my favorite. 
you know I was going to include this. Speech makes a comeback. Yay. The First Amendment makes a comeback. Dissent makes a comeback. Discourse makes a comeback. Debate makes a comeback. Think about this now. We talked about school boards, parents organizing across the country. That's speech. That's dissent. That's message to the U.S. Justice Department. You don't intimidate us. The FBI should be out chasing criminals, not us. Give me a break. Physicians, dissent from leading docs. We see leading docs nightly, and not just on Fox, mostly on Fox, not just on Fox, talking with regard to the prevailing unorthodox theories, unorthodox conclusions, unorthodox opinions as a function of the real science, but against what's coming from the CDC, against what's coming from the Biden administration. Dissenting views, if you will. Real science in many of these cases. We've learned so much about real science versus bureaucrats. And people have seen that now up close and personal and, yeah. and they recognize it. And hopefully I believe that you are right and I hope it continues. So the medical front being a second. Another front, tech startups in opposition to social media censorship uh, in support of free speech and privacy. With regard to a lot of these startups these days, free speech, privacy, freedom is the focus of, of their marketing. Good for them. Also, of course, on campus, alums and professors and a few administrators here and there coming together, saying enough is enough. We support the First I mean, Amendment. if we can't is... have both sides on college campuses, we're going to be in big, big trouble. And we, <clears throat> we've been in trouble, but now, because of COVID again, I think people are much more aware of what's happening on campuses, what's happening in education. But they can be aware, but that doesn't fix what's broken. No. It has to be the campuses. It has to be the Robert Georges at Princeton, for example. You have my school. You have now different professors, big-name professors in some cases, liberal Democrat professors right. in That's some cases, coming out at some of the elite schools and saying, we have gone way too far. We have lost our mission. We have lost sight of what counts here. And good for them. And again... A reminder for those of you who are having problems writing your annual giving checks to your woke school. Yeah. Please them. hold back your money. <laughs> yeah. That that will talk. Don't hold back your money. Send your money to the First Amendment groups out there fighting for the kids. Okay. You know what? Okay. And it doesn't matter great. where they're coming from, right or left. Support them both. Support them both. But this is happening. This is really good, babe. This is happening. And we talk about this an awful lot. But th there's nothing more important because to the extent these constructs, we've talked about the, you know, the trigger warnings, the safe zones and all the silly stuff. It, it, all this came about on college campuses. Professors came up with this stuff. And, and that's where it has to end as well. We're not asking for colleges to go out and hire all free market economics professors we're asking for 50 50 a few, 50 -50. A few. <laughs> right we'll we just need a few we'll go to 50 50 how about a few how about a few last you know this was coming no american left behind makes a comeback americans were left behind in afghanistan the generals told us that the reports have told us that the media to some extent has done a pretty good job in assuring us Americans were left behind in Afghanistan in that debacle. We left people. We left allies. We left equipment. We left ammo. We left our reputation. We have a problem. 
Well, listen, we need to keep this at the forefront of these election is my point, because it's getting lost, because there are, are only a few outlets that are really reporting this and continue to report this. And many people have um, uh, been thrown off of uh, social media if they say something about this. So we need to continue to have this on the forefront, that it was a debacle, that many people lost their lives that didn't need to, that people are still out there struggling to save their lives. And it's just horrifying when you really think about it. The whole thing is horrifying and so embarrassing that America would let this happen. And we cannot keep this on the back burner. In 2022, the people that are running, they need to mention this. And they need to mention that it was under this current administration that this happened. At last count, Seven Navy SEALs are running for Congress. You think, you think they're going to uh, forget yes, this? Yes, exactly. Their ads are going to show this. Trust me. So the focus of the message here is, and the focus of the prediction is, move on. Trump would have done the same thing. Turn the page. No. 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 No way. Trump would have this never would have done it in this Trump. way. No way. And uh, did he want to get out of that war? Of course he did. But not in this way. And, and he would have listened to his generals, yeah. too, yeah. by the way, that did not want this to go down the way it did. It's just so horrific and really has embarrassed us internationally, probably for a long time. Try to build those European coalitions now. Try to build that anti-China coalition. Mm -hmm. uh, the Aussies, uh, the Japanese, the Brits, for that matter, the French. How are they looking at us today? So your local cable station Taiwan. may not be talking about this, but you need to remember this. We cannot have short memories on this, America. And when those SEALs and those vets come knock on your door and ask for a lawn sign or a bumper sticker or a check, give it to them. Uh, they have the expertise with regard to what needs to be brought to the forefront in the debate with respect to Congress. Uh, they know. And in fact, we have personal knowledge, and we're not the only ones. We have friends who were in Afghanistan. We have personal friends who were leaders in Afghanistan. They're still trying to uh, help Afghanis who helped us, Afghanis who saved American lives. So all of these issues, actually, the left continues to go so far so we can continue to be hopeful that America will pick up on these issues and get involved and vote the right way. So thanks so much for joining us today. Please go to BobErlich.com. There's lots of information there that will make you feel good, warm, cozy in this cold winter. So go to BobErlich.com. Thanks for listening. Godspeed.